0: Lord of my heart. Don't be all else till we save them. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, today we are shown the benefit of walking with you and how it makes all the difference that when you spend time with us, one-on-one, then we can be obedient to your heavenly will and that you can use us in a way that you had intended. Lord, we ask you to bless the words that will be spoken. We pray that the message be easy to understand and easy to apply to our life. It is in your precious name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for these things in this way. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to take a walk with me. You won't have to leave your pew, though. We're going to take a walk, and I want to show you uh, an experience of a spiritual retreat. The pastor and I have this wonderful blessing to be leaving tomorrow together. I look forward to that. Uh, The spiritual retreat, I'm sure God has incredible things in store for us. But that a little bit later. So I want to take you on a walk. A walk with the Lord. And this is a spiritual retreat that I have participated in probably 20 times. Powerful experience. So here's what happens. You get nominated by someone. They become your sponsor. And your sponsor is responsible for paying everything that needs to be paid for you and to make sure you're at the right place at the right time. They're to tell you absolutely nothing. You are not to have any awareness of what is taking place. No matter what question you ask, the answer is Trust the Lord. Just trust the Lord. So after you work all day on a Thursday, you are picked up by your sponsor. You are taken for a meal. You're quickly shuttled shuttled into a place where you've never been before. And you don't know anybody in the room. And the room is filled. It's got 40, 50 people in it, depending upon the size of how many candidates were brought in. So one of the first things you do is you don't know anybody, so you're told to pair up. Specifically, it was prayed about before. So you're given this name, you find this person, you go and you sit down and you meet with this person, and you find out the answers to a series of questions. What's your favorite hobby? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite sport? Questions like that. So then after you have this 45 minutes to spend together to get to know your new friend, then it's your responsibility to get up and introduce everybody in that room to your new friend and to share with them the answers to the questions and then they do the same for you. After you do this, it begins to change things a little bit. People are starting to feel more comfortable. But there's still a lot of people who have the thoughts, even though they're not speaking, what am I doing here? I should be at home cutting grass. I have so much stuff to do that I should not be on this spiritual retreat. (sighs) And this is only the first day. So after you have this, you go into a worship service. And you actually take a closer look at the stations of the cross and what Christ has done for you. And after you experience the stations of the cross, you are then dismissed to go to bed. Because it's been a long day. But you're asked not to speak to anyone. Go to bed in silence. You have no clock on this weekend. You have no devices at all. You have to turn everything in. All the time is managed. There were people who spent months planning that retreat. They know what every minute has to be. So then you go to bed, you get up in the morning, you are awakened. I have to use the proper English language or my wife yells at me. You are awakened, you are called into worship and prayer, and then afterwards you can again speak. And you start developing these relationships, but you're still kicking and screaming you shouldn't be here. i got things I could do. And the day proceeds. This is Friday now. You're going to hear a series of six talks. Each one is progressive, leading into the next, leading into the next, leading into the next. After you hear these witness talks, some by laity, some by clergy, Then you gather, you're now assigned to a table where there could be six or seven people at that table. And you walk or go around the table and say, what did you hear in that talk? What did you hear in that talk? What did you hear in that talk? And then you're encouraged to draw a poster to illustrate, because one picture is worth a thousand words, what it was that you learned from that witness talk. What stuck out to you? And then you get up and that table presents that to the rest. And everybody gets an option, an opportunity. You're fed three really good meals. And then you have worship in the midst of that. And oh, I forgot to tell you, a whole lot of singing. Only guitar players are there. A whole lot of singing. To each one who does a talk, they pick a theme song. So you sing that theme song for each one that's relative to the communication that is going to take place. So you're still there at Friday, and you're still wondering, why am I here? Why did that person ask me to come? i got so much stuff to do. You're distracted. Then comes Saturday, and it's very similar. You hear six talks, you do the... Interaction at the tables, you draw the posters, you explain everything. But something different happens Saturday night, very late Saturday night. All of a sudden, you're loaded in a vehicle, all of you, and you go to a church you've never seen before. And you walk into this church and it's dark. And you're thinking to yourself, we're breaking in? No, there's just one candle lit in the front. The congregation knows that we're going to be there. As a matter of fact, before we got there, they had a full communion service and prayed that those people who would come as part of the spiritual retreat would have a spiritual encounter. And then they left. Some people would drive 50, 60 miles to participate in that preparatory worship service for those people to come so that they could bear their soul to the Lord. You walked into that dark church with that one candle, the guitarists were playing a beautiful song, and the song was, Jesus, Jesus, can I tell you how I feel? You have given me your spirit, I love you so. And you have people singing this the whole time and you're encouraged to go up and surrender yourself to the Lord. Here's where the change begins on that spiritual weekend. They wake up Sunday morning, they're different. They are different. They're no longer kicking. All the walls are broken down. There's no more thinking, why am I here? They're thinking, why did I waste so much time? Why didn't I pay attention sooner? and then sunday happens and the walk comes to an end and they're all sent home but the good news is is they're not sent away bless you they are absolutely supported there are spiritual resuscitation is what i like to call it opportunities throughout the weeks the months and the years to come if you feel that your batteries are not energized anymore. You're running out of juice. You go there. And those people are there waiting for you to again give you the spiritual lift that you need. Well, this is what Jesus is doing this morning in the Gospel. You see, they just left that certain region. They were going through Galilee And Jesus doesn't want anybody else there. He has his disciples undivided attention. He has them on a spiritual retreat. And he begins to teach them, the gospel says. The son of man will be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him. And he will be raised from the dead in three days. When we take a look at that, it doesn't take long to say that. But oh my goodness, it takes a long time to be able to understand the totality of God's plan in that one verse. That over the course of thousands of years, God instituted a plan, nurtured his people, brought them out of bondage, carried them through the wilderness, deposited them in a land. They built an incredible worship life, but they were overcome by the world and they departed from their spirituality now the next part of the scripture after Jesus gives them this spiritual retreat they're still struggling like we do when we have these encounters I could be doing this I could be doing that they're struggling with the ways of the world they're arguing on it Jesus said what were you talking about Uh, Nothing. He knew what they were. They were arguing about who was the greatest. They were still looking at things in a ranking system. Who's the best out of the disciples? This is the second time they're arguing in a very short period of time. Because last week in the gospel message, after Jesus comes down from Mount Tabor... With Peter, John, and James, the first thing they encounter is the nine disciples are arguing with the scribes. So arguing is something that seems to be abundant in the life of the disciples. Jesus recognizes that this is not spirituality, but worldly pieces. That's what James wrote about in the second lesson for today. So with that, Jesus gives them an incredible visual aid. Now, if you can imagine how some people think they're a little bit better than someone else, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a better leader, I'm a better this, I'm a better that. Think about this. Now, in front of Jesus, there's Peter and Andrew, there's John and James, there's Matthew. There's Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot. These are the twelve disciples. Now in the midst of those twelve disciples, Jesus puts a little child. And Jesus embraces the child and says, you guys may think you're all that and then some. You're arguing about who wants to be the best. Here, this is how the kingdom of God receives the innocence." of the child and this is what God's people are supposed to be about you and I are called not to live by human standards anymore we are not to be partakers of that worldly perspective but we are called to be partakers of the divine nature in second peter chapter 3 2 Peter 1, beginning at the 4th verse, it tells us what partaking the divine nature is all about. This is an incredible gift that's given to us. And what we should do is, what we need to add to our faith is goodness. What we need to add to our goodness is knowledge. What we need to add to our knowledge is self-control. What we need to add to our self-control is perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly care and love. This tells us that spiritually we are healthy. A class that is going to be offered by the pastor. Opportunities for us to walk with the Lord. Because just like our phones, they run out of juice. They run out of power. you got to plug them in in order to recharge them so that they can function correctly. So that they can be used in the way that they were designed to be used. So you and I need to get plugged in spiritually. I have the blessing of going on a spiritual retreat with my spiritual brother tomorrow. But there are plenty of opportunities that are made available here at Holy Cross. Wednesday night communion service. Three services on Sunday. Spiritually spiritually healthy class coming up in October. A Bible study also. All of these things are designed to keep you spiritually plugged in and spiritually energized. May our walk with Christ be one that we don't kick and scream about, that we don't make excuses for, that we try to get out of and wish we weren't there. May our walk with Christ be the kind that He wants us to have with Him. Amen. Be thou my vision, of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou my best art in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, Thy presence my light.